Welcome to episode 111 of the TBR Now podcast, focusing on Shanghai Disneyland Christmas. Can you hear the snowflakes falling? I'm Trish, and um, we are the first um, English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, and of course, Shanghai Disneyland. And we are coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us at tdrexplorer.com, on Twitter and on Instagram at tdrexplorer, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash tdrexplorer. Um, I you know, I, I already told you who I was. I'm Trish. I take photos at the park. I'm hunting for that garlic shrimp popcorn at Disney Sea. And you can find me at Dream Sweets Love on Twitter and on Instagram. And here, as always, the very busy, globe trotting Chris. Chris, tell us about yourself. Like you don't need an introduction, obviously. But <laughs> but for somebody who's new, who's listening. Globe trotting. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm one of the other hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer, chief content creator, editor, whatever you want to call me. Um, I'm also the one eating all the food at pretty much, I think, all the parks. I I, I tend to eat quite a bit. Uh, you can find me on my personal Twitter and Instagram at Explorer Nalge, and that's Explore N I L G H E. Before we get into anything, you said popcorn shrimp. Wait, no, not popcorn shrimp. Garlic butter. No, something garlic and shrimp popcorn or something. It's garlic shrimp popcorn. Oh, my. Okay. Once we get to the news section, you're going to have to explain that to me because I'm very intrigued. Okay. Very intrigued. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get into anything, very quickly, we're going to talk about our Patreon. And thank you so much to everyone who is contributing to our Patreon. And know that you all help keep the show running. And we cannot thank you enough. And we will have our special bonus episode for uh, the month of December coming out very soon. And it's going to be a good one. You're going to you're going to enjoy it. Uh, if you'd like to contribute to our Patreon, uh, you can do so at Patreon.com/tdrnow, and all your contributions do help keep the show running, and it helps us pay for new equipment. And a few months ago, Trisha's microphone actually broke, it died. and it it just like up and it just, yeah it just died. And because of Patreon, we were able to get a new mic. And that, uh, like, obviously we do need microphones to record the show. So every little bit helps. Um, and we do have rewards uh, for different levels of contributions to Patreon. Um, even if you pledge $1 or $2, that really does help out. Because if we had everyone pledge a dollar, like, that would help us out tremendously. Um, and we're trying to reach our goal of $500 per month, which we are over halfway there now. Um, once we reach this goal, we will do an extra episode, a 30-minute episode every month that goes out to everybody. And it will be a question and answer episode. Because there are tons of questions, and we only usually go through one per episode, so it'd be really awesome to be able to dedicate an entire episode once per month to just answering questions. So if you want that to happen, make sure you go to patreon.com slash TDR now, and you, know, you can pledge $1, $2, or more if you want. You know, As I said, every little bit 
does help. And again, that's patreon.com slash TDR now. Okay. Now we got the formalities out of the way. <laughs> um, so today we, we have our news. We have some exciting news to share that's happening at the parks. And then we have our in the parks section. And then we're going to talk about Christmas at Shanghai Disneyland, as most of you uh, probably heard the last few episodes where I talked about me heading to Shanghai and I went and it had a wonderful time and we will talk all about that. And then we have our park tip and also our listener question. Okay, so news. I, you need to tell me what is going on with okay, pop. No, I like how we're leading with trip. the popcorn. <laughs> I like this is just the I'm I'm like baffled at this flavor. Okay, garlic shrimp, right? Yes. Garlic shrimp popcorn. This flavor is amazing. <laughs> I just can't get over the the, the combination for popcorn. The popcorn. It's, I can see it. I, I can see it. I I love all the different like flavor combinations they come up with i wonder if somebody like is like a fan of popcorn shrimp and they're like popcorn shrimp popcorn shrimp shrimp popcorn <laughs> and, and, and they decided to make a flavor yeah like i'll put some garlic okay we got it this is good oh, that does sound good and sorry is that at disneyland or disney sea it's at disney sea <gasps> Ooh, I need. It looks so good. I want to go. I want to go. I'm swamped with work, but I want to go just to try the the damn popcorn. Uh, you should. I think you should. I know. Um, I know. Can I do it? Can I do it and make it on time to work? We shall see. <laughs> you can run. Just run. I will well, run. You're not supposed to run, but no. Yeah, you know. no. But you know, you know they're you know. not gonna in the morning. They're gonna be going to the shows and stuff. And it's in American <laughs> Waterfront, by the way. If you're looking for it, if you're in town. Uh, oh, I wonder if the blueberry's still available then. Oh no, I liked blueberry. I the liked blueberry the jalapeno one too, and that one was super temporary. Yeah, the, the jalapeno was one of my favorite ones, and yeah, it, it, it was gone too soon. I it feel was gone way like too soon. for Japanese people, jalapeno is like a uh, like a no go. Probably too spicy, even though it wasn't spicy it at wasn't all. It wasn't spicy though. I, I feel it like the like, name is it scare. It could scare people off, you know. Yeah, jalapeno. Probably. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. Oh my goodness. Um, for like for other food. Okay. Oh well. Sorry. Before we go on, make sure you eat it before the next episode, and I will do so as well. And we can compare notes. How's that sound? Yes, sir. Oh, we will do that. <laughs> yes. Um. There's also. There's a because we, we we have the Star Wars event starting soon, right? Yes. The Feel the Force, Feel the Force, yeah. Starts on the fifteenth of this month and goes until March, end of like mid March or whatever. And um, there is a new calzone, a black calzone, yes, at Pan Galactic Pizza Port, and it's chicken curry inside. Oh, that sounds so good. That sounds good. So, um, a friend. On Twitter, uh, TDR Dash, he was at the park and um, he did have it. He said it's kind of spicy. Oh, is it? So I'm kind of intrigued because spicy usually isn't, you know, a thing in the parks or like in Japan in general. (laughs) Spicy is like people don't like spicy here. 
So I'm kind of intrigued to see how spicy this actually is. Me too. I need some spice in my life. I can't eat <laughs> the calzone. I, I, should be, I should not even be eating the popcorn. I still got to fit into my pants. Oh, the popcorn is fine. It'll yeah. be fine with the popcorn. Calzone so might be Calzone might be pushing it a little bit. No, I can't but... do the calzone. I know. I'm going to give it to my child and have him test it and report back to me. <laughs> <laughs> And I will also take one for the team. Don't worry. I'll have I'll have the calzone as well. And there's like a lot of Star Wars stuff going on right now because they've got the monorail passes, like the dark side and the light side with Rey and Kylo Ren. Um, maybe there might be previews coming up for the new scenes that are going to be added on the 15th. Who knows? I'm kind of hoping so because it's kind of like our tradition to do the ride before we do the movie. So we're going on the 14th. So I don't know if it'll be open or not, but we'll see. Oh, I like that. Oh, there's also like the, like all the Star Wars merchandise that's coming out, the new Star Wars stuff. Oh, the popcorn bucket too, right? Oh yeah. The Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting the Darth Vader head. That's really rad. But it makes sense. The movie's coming out right away. So, you know, they have to hype it up. So that's cool. Um, we got we had like a interesting news week with the resort that kind of just seemingly came out of nowhere. It totally came out of nowhere, and it came out like super late at night. And it's yeah, like what? It was, what? Okay, so um, just to preface this, we're gonna go more in detail in the next episode of this. So um, we're just gonna kind of breeze over this a little bit. But there is. You know, I'm going to say rumors with quotes because OLC officially hasn't said anything, but all these other news outlets are saying, you know, this is happening. So don't like to, you know, I kind of like to wait until OLC officially says what they're going to do. But who knows? Anyway, um, they're saying that there's going to be an expansion, like a, a huge expansion happening. Like, yeah. Was it 3.7 billion US or something like that? Yeah. Over the course of how many like it's supposed to they want to finish everything by 2025 or something like that so mm-hmm. it's like it's a long ways out and people are saying like these different news outlets are saying it's gonna be a third park um that's supposed to be like showcasing japan kind of like how disney's california adventure was supposed to promote like california they're supposed so they're thinking there's gonna be a park here which sounds really odd because uh-huh. like, where's it going to go? Yeah. Because we don't have a lot of space unless it's going to be a tiny park. So we don't like, obviously we don't know what's happening until OLC says. Um, so that that's very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Yeah. And we for sure, don't worry, you guys are going to speculate so much about it next episode. <laughs> yes. We're um, going to just, yeah, we're going to speculate the heck out of this <laughs> but something is happening because the news outlets that were reporting it are legit news outlets these are not like 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 fan websites these are not like um like entertainment websites these are like legitimately like the number one financial newspaper for japan for example and um asahi news and all these other outlets were reporting it which is pretty legit and it makes me think that usually, like the way the news is done here, there's like a like kind of like a press. How do you say, like a press club, and they get it at the same time the information. So they were mm-hmm. all probably giving given like base information, but like Chris said, 
until they officially announce it, this could all disappear. They could just change their mind or it can they can use the money for something completely different. So we don't know what's happening, but there's definitely a movement for a big, a, at least a big money expenditure for the parks. Oh, yeah. So something's coming. We don't know what. We don't know when. They're saying, coming. they're saying that for, that it seems like there's going to be an announcement, like possibly an official announcement of what's happening in spring, March is the month I was reading, which makes sense because I think April is the end of the financial year. So they might want to get it out yeah. before then. So. That would make sense. One thing we do know for sure that OLC has confirmed is um, there's a bunch of there's a renovation happening. Uh, between now, well, 2018 until 2020, and some of it's going to finish in 2019. Yeah. Um, it's not super exciting news. Um, they're making the parking lot l- bigger. <laughs> but but this kind of paves the way for whatever expansion would be yeah, happening. It does. Because it's a stacked parking lot, which frees up the rest of the parking lot to be demolished. Yeah, because the, the parking lot near Disney Sea is blared, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's multiple levels. The one near Disneyland is not. It's yeah. all flat. So it takes up a lot of space. So this is going by Disneyland. So they're going to be making like a multi level parking structure, which, as you said, does free up a lot of space. So that kind of, you know, ties into what may be happening with a, may, maybe a third park or maybe they're making Disneyland even bigger. Who knows? Um, like, <laughs> Maybe we're getting Star Wars land. Who knows? That would be Maybe. incredible. I would love like like an like kind of like an adventure park, like a like kind of like Hollywood Studios, but not Hollywood Studios, where we get like the superheroes, <laughs> we get like Marvel, we get Disney, we get like you can add things like like Pixar if you want, and it would make more sense than putting it in Disney Sea, for example. It seems like there's a need for that, but there's not a place to put those things. So that I think yeah. that would be amazing, but the 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 one you were talking about the japan themed one is also something we've talked about by the way i think that yeah. would be a really cool idea too yeah so who knows who knows um they're also doing a renovation they're they're they're, they're almost redoing the entire entrance to tokyo disneyland it yeah, sounds like pretty much yeah so they're doing like they're going to have less ticket booths they're getting rid of almost all the cast so and they're going to replace a lot of them with um, automated ticket machines mm-hmm. that are going to be in multi language, so you can buy your tickets through a touch screen and everything. Um, and they're redoing like the, the uh, turnstiles. Yeah, um, this is interesting. So, and they're going to be adding facial recognition for annual pass holders. Yeah, which will so, be easier, so you don't have to show them the ticket every time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're uh, they're doing they're going to start that right away. It sounds like um, they haven't said exactly when, but uh, one thing they did note, which I think is kind of interesting. So during this renovation, depending on how busy the park is, they may let guests into the park before the official opening mm-hmm. on, into the World Bazaar. Yeah, because there's so, going to be a major bottleneck. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see how that works out and how it's going to affect the crowds and the flow and everything like that. So we'll have to wait and see. Exciting times are coming <laughs> to Disneyland here. It'll be interesting for sure. And it, it seemed like it came out of nowhere. It really did. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Okay, but we will talk more about that next episode. We'll speculate everything, absolutely everything that we can. <laughs> 
Or maybe, like, maybe by then we have more information. Who knows? Mm, never know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Uh, maybe, maybe more of rumors or something like that. All right. Uh, in the parks. In the parks. Um, did you go to the parks at all this week? No. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't been to the. I've been so busy. I have. I have no time. I'm getting ready for the trip. I'm working my butt off because I rescheduled a lot of my like for the time off that I'm taking. I rescheduled a lot of my work for earlier in the month. So I. I am swamped. I. I can't. And I had friends visiting from America, and I really, really wanted to see them. And I. I couldn't. I couldn't have like one free day and, and we missed each other and I just no no I can't I couldn't I'm sorry <laughs> um well I was at Shanghai which we'll talk about in a moment here um but I am planning like I have to go to the Disneyland this week uh, have to go to Disneyland <laughs> <laughs> the new today guides are out and I need to do a video on that so I need to go pick them up I need to do that because that's actually the most popular videos on our YouTube channel is uh, the Today Guide maps. I think it's fun. You can feel like you're going to the parks. Yeah, without actually going. Mm-hmm. And also, it 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 does help you get ready for the park if you're going like during the month. Mm-hmm. It does. It it's it's really nice to see what is happening before you get there. Oh, you know, absolutely. it's kind of that. It's kind of like that. That like last minute planning, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like one of those fine, finer details. So um, if you want to watch the Today Guide maps, I have them on our YouTube channel. It's uh, just TDR Explorer on YouTube. It's very easy. You'll see it. Um, and I'll, also, I have to try this popcorn out and I have to try this calzone out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably pick up some last minute gifts and stuff like that. I want to see if the Tokyo Banana's back yet. I don't know. We can only hope. <laughs> Yeah, like if I see it this time, I'm buying it because it keeps selling out apparently. So I need to go do that. Well, before we get into uh, Shanghai, Christmas at Shanghai, I'm going to talk really quick about one of our affiliates, Kluke. Kluke sells uh, discount tickets for all the Disney parks in Asia. So Hong Kong, Shanghai, and Tokyo. They're they're super easy to use and they're totally legit. I know some people have had concerns like asking, oh, is Kluke like, you know, are they a legit company? They are totally legit. We wouldn't advocate them if they weren't. Um, And they make buying tickets online super easy. It is so easy. You go on there, pick your tickets, buy them, and you can print out the voucher um, or keep them on your phone or whatever. And... We do have a special offer code for all our explorers out there. If you use the offer code KLKTDREX, again, that is KLKTDREX, you'll save $5 US off your very first purchase, which is, you know, that's more than enough for, you know, two boxes of shrimp popcorn, shrimp, garlic, shrimp popcorn, whatever. Or you can get a garlic shrimp pumpcorn and a calzone, Star Wars calzone. There you go. Perfect. Um, and you can use, uh, so when you buy your tickets for Shanghai Disneyland for Kluke, uh, you can save a little bit of money already on the tickets. I think they're about 7% off or something like that, off the, the you know price you would pay at the gate. Hey, every bit um, helps, Chris. Every bit. 
It does. It really does. And the cool thing about uh, so how it works with the Kluke tickets is you print it out, like print off the voucher and you take the voucher right to the ticket gates is what you do. And you have to present your passport and then they scan the Kluke ticket and then they print out your tickets for you. So you don't have to pay anything extra to get the tickets because I know with Tokyo Disney, you have to pay the, the, the 200 yen to exchange the, the Kluke printouts for a hard ticket. Oh. But with Shanghai, they just print out the ticket for you and that is your ticket. Yeah. So it's perfect. It really is. And it's it's super simple, super easy. And that's what I did with our la- our last trip uh, to Shanghai. We used Kluke and it was it was so easy. It really was. It just it it, it takes the wor- like the worry out of having to buy tickets. And also saving money. Who doesn't like to save money? Like come on. <laughs> and also if you buy um tickets through Kluke, um we do uh, get a commission from it and it does help keep the website and the podcast running. So um, it does help and we do appreciate it. We really do. All right. Um, Christmas at Shanghai Disneyland. So this is really, yay. yeah, like, y- yes, yay. This is really exciting because it's the first, <laughs> is the first time that they've done like a Christmas celebration, right? Like a, yeah, like an actual Christmas event. Yeah. So what is- what was, I have so many questions for you. Okay. Okay. So I figured for this, we can kind of do like one half. We'll talk about Christmas and then the other half I'll give like a, like a condensed trip report because I have lots of positive things to say about Shanghai. I really do. Um, But yeah, let's talk about Christmas first. So Christmas is, is, is it a big holiday in China? Like I know like, like not like a religious holiday, but like a winter holiday, kind of like it is in Japan. Or is it like is it um, visible? Is it very visible in in like the city, for example? I didn't notice it too much in the city, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. Like I saw like things here and there, but it's definitely not as prominent um, as Japan. Like Japan, it's everywhere, right? It's right. all about Christmas and you know winter and illuminations and the pretty lights and everything. Shanghai, I didn't really notice it okay. that much. So it wasn't very prominent in the city. Um, but at the park, it was everywhere. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking because they're probably slowly trying to introduce it mm-hmm. to kind of get everyone used to it. Right. Because, yeah, you know, it's the first Disney park in mainland China. So, you know, people aren't familiar. Like, I'm guessing a lot of people aren't familiar with how Disney works. You know, how all the, these things work. So, um they have uh, well, like the the Christmas event is happening now until January first, which is nice. So there's it's just over a month long because it just started. It mm-hmm. started on November twenty seventh, I believe. Right. So yeah, it was very recent. It just started, so it's not happening for very long. But um, there's like since it is their first Christmas, I wasn't expecting a lot of stuff, and you know there isn't a lot for Christmas, but it's enough. I would say for their for their first time, mm-hmm. it's more than it's more than enough. So they have some shows, some cute little shows that happen in the park, um, and all these happen either at or on Mickey Avenue or in front of the castle, mm-hmm. uh, the Enchanted Storybook Castle. So the, there is the Happy Holidays Mickey, which happens first thing in the morning. I, it, times change all the time so like for all these shows always check the times guide that they i think they print one out every week like a new one 
or every two weeks or something like that. So I'll, I'll like always check it because it does change. Um, Mickey and friends come out and they're all wearing like they're all essentially wearing like uh, uh, Santa outfits. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know, the red, the red outfits with the white trim and all that stuff. So like Mickey, Minnie, Donald, um, Daisy, Goofy, Pluto, um, they all come out. Oh, and also Chip and Dale, duh. Of course. <laughs> Chip and Dale. Um, it's a cute show. It's not, you know, it's it's nothing spectacular or anything like that. Like, I wouldn't wait a long time for it. But, you know, if you, like, if you are in Mickey Avenue, like, take a moment to, you know, watch it. It's nice. Um, and then there's the Christmas Swing Show, which does, which also happens in Mickey Avenue. Um, this one's a little more upbeat. It's a, it's a, Swing show, like so. There's swing dancing. So Mickey, Minnie, uh, do some swing dancing in Mickey Avenue, and also they invite guests to come up and dance as well, which That's I think really is kind cool. of interesting. So these are like at- yeah. atmosphere shows. Yeah, I would say they're more atmosphere shows than anything. Right, kind of like, like they're not like at Disney World how like they'll have like um, dancers come out on the trolley and they'll do like a few like songs, like different like numbers where they dance and they sing. And then they they go back and it's kind of like to kind of like oh, get excited about the day like that kind of show. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's how I would describe it. That's awesome. Um, and then of course there's the character greetings. They have them on Mickey Avenue, and- um, so you can meet all the characters um, in their Christmas outfits. <gasps> That's what outfits, I was going to ask you. Including Duffy and Shelley May. Oh my gosh. They- they do have little Santa outfits, which are super adorable. Um, yeah, so there's uh, Duffy, Shelly Mae, Mickey Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Chip and Dale, Goofy, and Pluto that you can meet, which I think is really cute. So the theme this year for their costumes is kind of like a Santa-esque style? Yeah, I would say so. They all have like a very like a different pattern or like a different aesthetic, I guess. That's very pretty. But it's... Yeah, it really is. Um, and then in the evening, it's usually 530 because it does get dark there early in the winter, just like Japan. Mm-hmm. So around four, between 430 and 5 is when the sun, sun sets. Um, and then at 530, um, again, check the times because when I was there, it, it happened at 530. It could change. I don't know. But um, there's a tree lighting ceremony called When We're Together. And what happens is Olaf, Anna, and Elsa come out on the balcony of the Enchanted Storybook Castle. And if you like, if you haven't seen the Enchanted Storybook Castle, this castle is humongous. <laughs> like it's a gigantic castle. So when all three of these characters come out, they look itty bitty, like little tiny specks on the castle. <laughs> and they come out. Um, it's all in Mandarin, so I, I have no idea what they're saying, to be quite honest. <laughs> but Olaf come, comes out, he's all happy and everything, and there's a spotlight on them. Then Anna and Elsa come out, and they're, they start talking and everything. And then they light up the tree. There's a tree that is on the right side of the Enchanted Garden, which is kind of near like near the front of the Enchanted Garden, if that makes any sense. It's kind. Of, it's kind of hard to explain. The like, it, there's this gigantic Christmas tree. Like, it's huge, and there's these spotlights that come from uh, the from the uh, castle and light up the Christmas tree. 
and there's music and everything and lights and stuff. It's 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 a pretty little show. Uh, it's about five minutes long. It's not very long, um, but it's a it's a nice way to you know start off the evening. I'd say sure. Um, and so that's pretty much it for Christmas entertainment, which for their first go, that's actually quite a bit. I mean, if you think about it, yeah, that's that's a lot because for like for like for like especially maybe the mainland, like Christmas is not like a big thing. So I think like when in Japan there was no Halloween or maybe like in some small expat communities, but there was like nothing. And then yeah. when Disney started Halloween, they started out really small too for Halloween. There was like a little like Toontown event only, you know. So it could be something like that. And that's bigger. That's way bigger than like an event in like just a land. So I mean, it could be a really great way to kind of introduce and get everybody excited about sparkle lights and toys and candy and all that stuff. So I think, yeah, I think it's it's a pretty nice, it's a pretty nice thing that they that they made it as big as they did for the first year. Hmm. I agree a hundred percent. They kind of have to like ease everyone into it to kind of see how people react to it and see. You know, I guess they're like, you know, kind of testing the waters to see what works, what doesn't work and how to like make it better for the next year and things like that. So totally it makes sense. And, and if really the does. numbers like if they shows a, a positive thing in the numbers, you'll probably see it get longer and longer and bigger and bigger. So it's a nice it's a nice little start. Mm-hmm. As for decorations, there wasn't too much. Like, decorations were minimal, but they were nice. Um, they have, like, garland and, you know, the um, the Christmas... What, I can't think of the name. The, the uh, Christmas balls that you put on the tree. You can say Christmas balls, like ornaments? Christ- yeah, that's the word. <laughs> ornaments. Christmas ornaments. I couldn't think of the word. We call it yeah, Christmas so. balls sometimes, too. I think you can call it both. <laughs> There's Christmas balls all over the <laughs> all over the park. Um, so they had um, like the, they, they had these really um, simple but elegant Christmas wreaths. But along the top of the Christmas wreaths were um, gold Mickey ears. Aww. and those were really nice. And those were um, like those were on the uh, lamp posts everywhere. And then of course they had like the garland and stuff throughout the park. Um, Probably the most noticeable Christmas decorations were actually in Disney Town. Oh. Um, and kind of the uh the um walkway to um the park as well. So they have um I think like they they um had these set up for summer as well and maybe even before. You know the the uh, gigantic Mickey ears mm-hmm. that are like that's like built into the pavement. Yeah. And I, I like I'm pretty sure they decorated for for summer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so those are all decorated for Christmas. Oh. And there's um there's um a bunch of photo op spots as well. Um outside the park, which I think is really cute. So, yeah, the uh, the, the the decorations are minimal, but they're nice. Which I thought was, you know, nice. <laughs> and you know, I have to ask you about the food. Uh-huh. Food? Oh. Yeah. Um the food there's like, always like, good. So I mean already I know it's it's going to be probably tasty. Was there any was there any like Christmas themed food? Um they had mostly pastries. Oh. Uh Christmas pastries at Remy's Pastry. Yeah. Uh which is on Mickey Avenue. It's like on, on the corner. 
Um, that's where they had the most Christmas stuff. So they had like these little cakes. Uh, they had cupcakes that were, you know, um, like one was chocolate. One was, I think, strawberry or vanilla. I can't remember. Um, but it would have like a little Mickey, not like Mickey chocolate on it. And he'd have like a Christmas hat on. Aww. And there was a um, Yule log cake as well. Uh, then they had a Christmas milkshakes and Christmas hot chocolates uh, with like festive um, whipped cream on it with sprinkles, you know, like the red and green sprinkles and stuff like that. Yeah. So there was actually quite a bit to choose from if you wanted some Christmas, like Christmas looking snacks. Christmassy. <laughs> mm. Did you try any um, of it? Yes, I had the cupcake. It, it was a cupcake. Like it wasn't anything special, but yeah. it looked cute. Disney cupcakes. Um, and I also had the banana milk hot chocolate. <gasps> that sounds so good. Was it good? It was so good. Um, and it had like the whipped cream on it and everything. It was just, it was a nice way to warm up because it was actually quite cold. How cold does it, it get It was a there? lot colder. Uh, this time of year, it was it got down to like seven or eight degrees Ooh. in the evening. And that was pretty cold. And it was also raining no. most of the time I was there. So it, it made it even colder. Um, so having a hot chocolate helped a lot. Man, but that, um, rain, that rain means that when it gets really cold, it snows. Uh, yeah. Which is so exciting. <laughs> Snow at Shanghai? Yeah. Maybe. Um, there, so this is funny. So we all know that turkey legs are very popular at Shanghai Disneyland to the point where they have to limit them to two per person. What? And they sell out. Right. Um, so at the Wandering Moon restaurant, which is absolutely gorgeous, by the way, which is a like a it, it looks like a like a very traditional Chinese tea house. Mm-hmm. It, like it's a gorgeous um, restaurant. It's probably one of the most gorgeous ones in the park. Um, they have a turkey leg feast that you can get. Which I thought, oh, so I'm, it's like I'm, a, like, I'm like, I have like a shocked face. Like, what do you mean? Like a turkey leg feast? Like a, like you get uh, like a, like it's, it's a feast that feeds a family and it comes with multiple turkey legs. Oh, that's kind of amazing. <laughs> Does it come with so, like side dishes too? Or yeah, the, the, there's some side dishes and stuff too. I didn't, I didn't take a look as to exactly what but yeah it's like a big it's a feast in itself that's pretty Um, awesome let me tell you okay (laughs) because this is a weird thing that we used to do we used to go to tokyo disneyland and we would just get turkey legs for thanksgiving yeah if they had that i could buy the turkey leg feast and bring it home (sighs) that's true you could have that would have been pretty awesome that's pretty Um, cool so Kind of like sidebar for a second, okay. um, talking about like this feast thing. So I don't recall this being at the park back in March when I was there. So, um, but it was there now. A lot of the restaurants have like family meals yes. that you can buy, which I know, which is very, which which is very interesting because I know like family style meals is a like is very popular in China. Yeah. So it's kind of it's really interesting to see that Shanghai. Disneyland offers that now. Well, it makes sense. I don't know, right? like, like I don't know how long they've been doing it. Like, I like, like I said, I don't really recall seeing it in March, but this time, it, I felt like almost every restaurant we went to, there was that option, so it would feed like four to five people. They were doing it in the summer. Were they? Yeah. Okay, so it must have been 
like sometime this year they start doing it. But so I thought that was that's really interesting because you don't see that here in Japan, nor do you see it. I don't think it's in Hong Kong. I don't remember seeing that in Hong Kong either. No. So that's very interesting. I like that. Um, they have a Duffy popcorn bucket. What does it look like? It's a Christmas Duffy popcorn bucket. So it's a Duffy head uh-huh. popcorn bucket, and he's wearing a Santa hat. Oh, it's cute. It's very simple, very cute. How much is and it? I like that. You know what? I didn't look. I was I was too fascinated by like, oh, they have an actual popcorn bucket with Duffy on it. It's so cute. I wonder if it's I'll cheaper to, go, to buy to go it back in and check. Um, Shanghai than it is to get the Duffy popcorn bucket here. I bet you it is. It's small. So I'm guessing it probably is. Like, it's not a big popcorn bucket. It's mm-hmm. kind of small. Okay. And the only popcorn flavor they have there is caramel. No. So, yeah, there's there's no other no other popcorn flavors there yet. Maybe they'll get some in the future. Who knows? Um, merchandise. Um, some people told me the, the merchandise looks like stuff that's similar to the U.S. parks. The, which yeah. I... I can believe. That makes sense it to prob- me. Yeah. Um, There's a couple items that were unique uh, to Shanghai for sure um, because they had they were wearing – they were kind of doing what Tokyo does is mm-hmm. they have like the, the uh, little stuffed keychains with the characters wearing the costumes they have in the shows. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah, they had a Mickey – I think it was Mickey, Minnie, and I want to say Goofy, mm-hmm. I think. No, uh, sorry. Mickey, Minnie – and Duffy and Shelley May. And they were all wearing the same Santa outfits they're wearing in the shows that they have. I love those so things. So I thought that was, that was really cute, I thought. Um, but there there wasn't too much merchandise. Like, there was um, some long sleeve shirts, some keychains, some plates, and a mug. And uh, there was a Vinylmation, a goofy Vinylmation. I didn't know they even made Vinylmations anymore. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Which is interesting. Uh, and there's also, there was Christmas Star Wars pins. Mm-hmm, that makes sense. Okay. Which um, I'm not sure if they have those at the U.S. parks. I'm guessing they probably it do. It feels like they would. Yeah. So merchandise isn't great, but there is some exclusive stuff in there. But, you know, again, it's their first year. So I'm not, you know, I'm not expecting like Tokyo Disney level type of stuff here. So I have a question. It was the first year uh-huh. for Christmas, and it's the first, and it was the first year for Halloween. Um, like in terms of like decorations and merch and food, which one did you see a bigger like presence, or was it equal? Um, well, I never did get to go for Halloween, so I'm not too sure. But um, judging by like photos and stuff I saw, they look like they were kind of equal. Okay. In terms of what they did with it. Oh wait, no. I'm wrong. The the Halloween um, Halloween had an actual parade, an evening cavalcade. Okay. Whereas Shanghai, or whereas Christmas doesn't have that. Okay. But I guess Halloween didn't have multiple shows on Mickey Avenue. Yeah, I don't know. Hard to say. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> kind of comparing here. But yeah, like overall, Christmas is you know it's 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 fine for their very first go. It's it's cute enough. I, I like I wouldn't make a special trip just for Christmas. Not yet, but next um, year you don't know it could get bigger. Yeah, might be better or, next or year. Smaller, Who knows? bigger or smaller. 
We'll find out. <laughs> Hopefully bigger. Hopefully, Hopefully bigger. bigger. Probably bigger, Hopefully. right? I'm hoping so. Um, okay, so now I'm going to talk about the trip like in more, in more in more detail. I was very impressed with Shanghai Disneyland this time around. Not that I wasn't impressed before, but I was even more impressed this time. Um, it seems like they're figuring out, like, I guess... Uh, they're going through growing pains and they're figuring it out, which which makes me very happy. It really does. Um, one thing, oh, well, like uh, I was telling you this uh, before we even started recording, mm-hmm. um, like I, vast improvements across the board with a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm, which I'm is, really surprised which, with, with some which of is, it. Which is very, like, which is awesome. Because I know a lot of, like, you know, there's a lot of, like, people say there's a lot of negative things about Shanghai. And, you know, some of them are warranted. And, you know, I could admit that. But um, Shanghai is working on it. And it's great. Um, the security is, like, I don't want to say getting better. But they're, like, amping up, I would say. And by that, I mean, before, when I went in March, um merchandise sellers were rampant in the park and i did not like that at all i really disliked that that was probably the biggest turnoff for me this time didn't see a single one in the park so something changed there i'm not sure what but something did change and i didn't see a single one in the park now granted the park wasn't very busy when we went this last time so that might have something to do with it i don't know but I didn't see a single one. I did see them outside the park, though. And when I did see them, um, a lot of the time security was kind of on top of it. So if they saw, like, if if security happened to notice them, they would, you know, take them away or, you know, say something to them or whatever. Because I, I, I saw a few were taken away that's, by security. That's new because before they were doing it right in front of security and nobody came. Yeah, like this time they were being a little more sneaky about it. Um, like with like with the uh, merchandise sellers that I did see outside the park, mm-hmm. they were being a little more sneaky about it. Wow. Um, I don't like I don't know if this was like this when you were there, but uh, the uh, um, the uh, lines outside of security are now have like these like almost like I don't want to call them barricades because that's not, that's not really what oh, they are, yeah. but like. Those were there. They had those, yeah. Yeah, to help like with the uh, like the lines to make sure everyone lined up, mm-hmm. like in a, in a, like a, a, a zigzag pattern instead of just being a free for all. Yeah, it was like okay. a, like so, it yeah. funneled you. Yeah, that that helps so much because I don't recall them having that back in March, and I remember security was so stressful before, and now like with like having that zigzag there, I felt it made it less stressful man then it must have been really stressful before because when it's crowded it's still stressful (laughs) so i i didn't find it as bad this time around okay um so that was really good um the uh, i found across the board cast members were more on like more on the ball lack of a better term like almost every cast member i went by they would smile they would be waving and everything and they were very helpful if i asked a question and some of them like even some of them came up and gave us stickers without even like us prompting them like oh hi welcome and here's some stickers 
kind of thing, which I thought was really awesome, actually. That's great. They must have, like, improved training or started training or something. Yeah, there must have been, like, something changed with the training, of like, for sure. Like, I noticed it across the board. Um, when I was at um, Remy's Pastries, uh, I was you know, looking at the uh, Christmas stuff, and a cast member came up to me, and he started... He was like going through every single Christmas item and explained to me what it was. And he was giving me his recommendations and telling me which one was his favorite and things like that, which I thought was really awesome mm-hmm. that he was like went out of his way to do that for me. That's really cool. Um, oh, and um, another thing that I didn't write down here was um, um, I lost my hat or sorry, I, I didn't lose my hat. I forgot my hat in Tron because you know how you, you're, you're supposed to take everything off. Yeah. So they weren't using the lockers this time for Tron. I'm not sure See, why. They do that sometimes. They sometimes, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Why so either. like, um, like maybe because it wasn't busy enough. Because like, like the highest wait when we were there was like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So um, like maybe like maybe that was part of it. I don't know. But a- anyway, um. I put my hat and, like, my bag and stuff in this big, big, like, Rubbermaid thing that we were told to put our stuff in. Yeah. And usually I don't take off my hat for stuff. And so, you know, taking it off and taking it off on Tron, um, I kind of forgot that I did that. Mm-hmm. So then I, I grabbed all my stuff except my hat. And then when we were leaving Tron, I realized, I'm like, oh, I, like, I left my hat. And I went to tell the security guard that was waiting there. And, like, I just explained, like... Um, he uh, didn't speak English, like, but I, I just like you know pointed to my head and said hat, and he's like oh, and then he he walked me from the exit of Tron, all the way to the front of the line like where the fast pass line and everything is. Mm-hmm. He walked me up there and then explained to the cast member that I forgot my hat, mm-hmm. and so the cast member asked me you know was asked me like what color it was whatever, and so they they phoned. The cast members inside, and then they found my hat, and they told me to wait there, so I did. And then they brought out my hat, and like five minutes later, and like they were very friendly about it the entire time, well, which I thought was really awesome. That, it, it, that that should be pretty standard, yeah. Yeah, but that wouldn't have happened. I feel like that probably wouldn't have happened before. Mm, it would have been hit or miss. Yeah, but like this time, it was like it was it was you know. It was as it should have been. Right. Right? Right. So, which I think is good, which is really good. Um, the digital fast passes have basically eliminated fast pass scopers. And, like, there's, like, it's, it's made it impossible for them to do it. That's fantastic news. Like, that whole system is, is great. You know, the fact that you don't have to wait in line for the fast passes, you can do it all digitally. That's one of the best things that they've done, I think. Oh, yeah. And it was so easy to use. Um, So what we did was, because there was two of us, uh, we linked our tickets in the Shanghai app. So so how it works is you download the app, and then um, it's really easy. Like There's step-by-step instructions and everything on the official website. Um, You just add the tickets to the app, and then when you want to get a fast pass, you just open up the app, go to fast passes, and then you pick from the list, and then you pick it, and then it sets the fast pass time for you, and then it's on your phone, and then when it's time for your fast pass, you go to the fast pass line, and then there's 
these little kiosks that you scan the, the, the barcode on your phone. And then the uh, cast member like verifies that it's you because um, they, they uh, take your photo at the turnstiles when you go mm-hmm. into the park. So they do that to verify it's you. And they do that twice, actually. They do it at the entrance. Mm-hmm. And then they do it again at the line where, where, you, where you merge into the normal line. Now, the one question so, I have is, can they also scan the ticket or does it have to be your phone? It can be the ticket as well. Good. So, yeah. so, so if you like, if you if you don't have the app or don't want to use it, you can still get the fast passes at the kiosks, mm-hmm. and they they also change it so you you can get a fast pass for any of the fast pass attractions at any of the kiosks. That's also a really good move. Because before it was so. As an example, if you wanted a fast pass for Tomorrowland attractions, which would have been. Astro Blasters and Tron, you'd had you would have to go to the Tomorrowland kiosks, and then same thing for Fantasyland, you have to go to the Fantasyland kiosk. And for those of you that have, that haven't been to Shanghai Disneyland, that park is huge. It's massive, you guys. There's a lot of walking, yeah. so to actually get there was kind of a pain. So now you can just go to any like any of the Fast Pass kiosks in any of the lands, and you can get the fast like Fast Pass for anything and what like the only downside is you don't get a nice printed ticket anymore it's just this generic piece of paper that says you have a fast pass at this time for this attraction and that's it okay so that's i guess the only downside to it i feel like maybe that might be a step towards maybe moving to a system where you don't need the ticket at all where it might be like like disney world where it's like bracelets or something like that Probably, right? yeah. They're probably going to move towards that at some point. And, uh, I feel like that's what they would do. Um, but yeah, so if you if you get the fast pass at the kiosk with your ticket, then all you do is you just scan your ticket. Um, um, I also think too, like we we uh, we uh, never tried this um, by scanning our park tickets if we got the the fast pass on the app. But I'm guessing it probably works because it's the same thing anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was very very easy. Um, like as an example, we were in Adventure Isle, which is like complete opposite side of the park to Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. And I opened up the app and I saw oh Tron's a fifteen minute wait, and but we ha- we were up for another fast pass. And I thought well then like the fast pass if we got it now it would be from twenty minutes from now. I'm like well. Let's just get the fast pass, and then by the time we get there, we can just walk on. And that's exactly what we did. We got we got the fast pass on our phone, and we walked from Adventure Isle all the way to Tomorrowland. And by the time we got there, our fast pass was ready to go, and we just walked on the attraction. We didn't have to wait the fifteen minutes. How great is that? Like if it was the old way, you would have had to walk over, and that probably takes you about fifteen minutes to get there, right? Yeah. And then wait in line, and then you know, and and that just it streamlines everything so well. Yeah, it's just. And like, uh, like the like, the entire time I was thinking, would this work in Tokyo? And I'm not too sure because Tokyo is just so busy. I feel like it would might be a pain. I don't know. Oh no, man! But when it it's gets hard crowded in Tokyo, and when those fast pass lines are such a long pain in the ass that you're waiting like 30 minutes for like a fast pass, I yeah. think it could help for sure. I think so, but like, <laughs> OLC is not known for making their apps. Yeah. So they'd have to they'd have to do a major shift 
on how they do the that technology because they're not very good at it. I can admit that's true. But you know, they're spending a lot of money for whatever they are. Something, yeah, so, something. <laughs> yeah, if they're spending three point seven billion dollars, they better invest in some, you know, modern apps because it, come on, it seems like they're interested in in adding more technology. Yeah, I guess if they're adding um, these the automated face, kiosks the for face. tickets and yeah. stuff, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> back to Shanghai. Um, cleanliness. Okay, so like, granted, um, the park wasn't like super busy, super crowded. So this probably played a little uh, like a factor in it as well. But I found the cast members were on top of cleaning a lot, and. Also, too, I think the the whole ban on bringing outside food also does help. Um, so you're not allowed to bring in any like any outside food unless it's like a bottled beverage of some sort. But um, like at security, they're very strict about it. Like I saw people were trying to bring in like like basically grocery bags full of food, <laughs> and security is like, no, you can't bring this in. And they have like a, this little picnic area just outside of, or just inside security. Mm-hmm. Where they make the people like either you have to throw it out or you eat it. Wow. And there was like lots of people just sitting there eating <laughs> eating everything. <laughs> when when did this start? Uh, very recently. I think within the last month. Yeah. Or something like that. So um I think that does also help a lot. Yeah. Um But like the thing is this, like we went like at the at the end of the we went at like the biggest peak season. And then two yeah. weeks later, we know a few people that went after. And they said the yeah. park was clean. So I don't think yeah. that was training. I think it was probably the amount of people. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Know? But, like, for me back in March, yeah, the cleanliness was kind of hit, very hit and miss. Um, this time, I felt like they were very on top of it. Yeah, um, that's good. So, so, like, as an example, I have a couple of examples. Um Usually after the fireworks, it's usually it, it's usually like littered with, you know, whatever. Like there's a guide maps on the ground, mm-hmm. popcorn everywhere, and you know things like that. You know things that happen when there's a crowd of people, um, and when the fireworks were done, yeah, like you know there was you know maps dropped on the ground because you know that happens. That happens anywhere. Like you know, like even like even Tokyo, like you know people drop park maps and don't notice and whatever. But anyway. Um, cat like the cast members were so on top of cleaning, like they were just sweeping through. And by the time that area, like the fire, like the garden area, emptied out of people for the most part, the cast members had that place spotless. So they were operating like a Disney park. Yes, okay. how they should have been exactly, which is which is excellent. Um, another thing I noticed too is um, cast members are very proactive, or like have been very proactive in terms of when you're at the restaurant, if they notice that you're done eating, they'll come and offer to take your tray away. Mm-hmm. So they're like getting that garbage out of there as quickly as possible. Right. Which, which happened at every restaurant we went to. That's interesting. Which I thought was, you know, really good, like very proactive on their part. Yeah. Um, which is really good. So Shanghai has doing a lot of improvements which is real, which makes me very happy because I like I enjoy Shanghai quite a quite a bit. The park is amazing. It is. It really is. <laughs> um but yeah, like like I said it wasn't very busy, uh, but it was cold. It was about 8 degrees in the evening and it was was raining a few times. 
uh, throughout the day, which kind of made it not fun sometimes. But um, still never rode ra- Raging Rapids, ra- Roaring Rapids. Yeah, Roaring Rapids. Because it, it was too cold and it was raining. I'm like, I don't want to be wet, like super wet oh, yeah. and then not, not be able to dry off. I just, I was like, no, I'll do, I'll do it another time. <laughs> Um, but the, uh, this time we didn't stay at a Disney hotel. We stayed at the Courtyard Marriott. How was that? Very nice. It was a lot nicer than I thought it was going to be, to be kind of honest. Like, I never looked at pictures online, mm-hmm. so I wasn't, I, I, that, I had zero idea what to expect. Um, and it was very affordable. It worked out to about 100, $110, $120 US a night. Oh, that's not bad. It was like on the Disney is- property? Um, it's not on property. You have like they do have a shuttle mm-hmm. from the resort to the hotel, um, or you can also take a taxi, which is like four dollars, which is really cheap. Right. Um, the like the only issue with the courtyard Marriott is um, there's nothing else around it. So if you want to do anything else in the city, you have to take the shuttle from there to the uh, metro station. Right. So I would only stay there if you're planning to go to Disney. Like, I wouldn't stay there if you're planning to do a lot of stuff in the city because you're going to find yourself taking the train a lot. Mm-hmm. So, but, it, it, like, it's it's an excellent option, like, an excellent alternative f- from the Disney hotel if you want to save some money. Did you get to the hotels at all? Were there any Christmas decorations there? Yeah, they had the, like, Christmas trees up at the Toy Story Hotel that was made out of the, like, what are those, like, connects? Yeah. Those connect things yeah their christmas tree was kind of made out of that mm-hmm. um and then they had like this very um elegant art nouveau gold swirly christmas tree Ooh. at the disneyland hotel that sounds pretty it was very pretty very pretty um other than that yeah there wasn't much else for decorations but yeah so the courtyard marriott they have the shuttle um, they don't have a shuttle from the airport to the hotel mm-hmm. that I saw. Um, so what we ended up, like, you could take a taxi if you wanted to, but we didn't do that because we were going into the city. Mm-hmm. And what we did was we bought a um, a one-way maglev ticket that also included a 24-hour unlimited use on the metro. Okay. Which was 55 um, RMB. And I did not, I did not convert that into U.S. dollars. Give me one second. Um, that was eight dollars U.S. roughly. So that got us uh, mm-hmm. a one-way trip on the maglev, and then we got to use the metro as much as we wanted because we were doing the city the, for the first day. And right. the maglev is like the maglev is like the super fast train. Yeah, like it goes like three hundred to four hundred kilometers an hour. Which was I, I thought was actually kind of cool. That's incredible. So we did that, and then of course, like we spent the day in Shanghai. Um, I can go into detail that in another episode because we did quite a bit for one day in in Shanghai. And it was it was it was lovely. It really was. I love the um, city. It's amazing. It is. It's a, it's a nice city. It's a good. Like we went to the Disney store. We went to the Bund. We went to the. Um, the shopping area, like the their their high end shopping area, mm-hmm. we had dinner out there. It, it was really lovely. Um, what was I gonna say? There's one more thing I was gonna say about the courtyard. Oh, uh, they let us check in like super early too. 
So check-ins like noon, I think. That's so good that they let you check in early. In Japan, they do not let you check in early. Yeah, we like like we we took an overnight flight from Tokyo. Like we left at like one in the morning. Yeah. Two in the two in the morning, and then gone to Shanghai at five in the morning, mm-hmm. and we got to the hotel around eight a.m. Because we figured we'd get there, drop our bags off if we couldn't check in, and then go to the city. Well, thankfully, they let us check in at eight in the morning because they had an open room. Awesome. So we got to we got to drop our bags off, and we got to like have a quick nap and have a shower and everything. So that was really nice. Um, and also too, um, for internet. So usually I advocate for people to, um, if you can, uh, get a SIM card from Hong Kong, mm. um, if you're traveling, uh, cause you can use a Hong Kong SIM in mainland China for the most part, and you don't have to worry about the, the crazy firewall, great firewall of China. Right. So you can get around it that way. Um, or um, I know some people or some carriers in the U.S., I think T-Mobile is one of them, where you can have international roaming data. And if you have that in mainland China, then that gets you around the Great Firewall of China as well. Um, but this time I did get a SIM card from a SIM card from Kluke. Um and they were able to deliver the SIM card right to the hotel, the Marriott. Um, I guess I guess this kind of goes into our park tip a little bit here. <laughs> um, how, how to access the internet and stuff. Um, so we got I got the SIM card, and the downside about the SIM card was cause it was a Chinese SIM card, so that means it was behind the firewall, so I couldn't access Facebook or Instagram or Gmail or. You know, all those apps that a lot of us use on a daily basis. Mm. But the the SIM card was, I think, just under $20 for one gigabyte of data, which is pretty decent. Um, so, yeah, it was delivered to the hotel. No issues there. Um, and then to get around the firewall, I used ExpressVPN on my phone. And this allowed me to use my phone like I was in any other country. <laughs> so I could use everything like Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, so ExpressVPN isn't free, mm-hmm. unfortunately. It's like $12 a month or $100 for the year or something like that. Um, but they do have like a 30-day free trial. And you can cancel before then before then, if you want. Um so yeah, that's what I use to get around the firewall of China. I have a question: Was your VPN stable? It wasn't a hundred percent stable. It would it would kind of go up and down a little bit. Right. So it was more. It was enough for me to be able to like check stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to live stream once, but then I tried to live stream another time, and the VPN kind of crapped out. Yeah. A little bit, um, but. I, I think most VPNs have issues. Yeah, we had the China. same problem, and I was wondering, like, yeah. if it's a better one. I'm like, oh, we can use that one day. Like, yeah, it, like it, it worked fine. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there were sometimes I had to like disconnect or reconnect and things like that. So yeah, we did. It's a lot not of that. perfect. <laughs> it's not perfect, but I don't think any VPN is perfect. Yeah, because China kind of cracks down on that a little bit. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, I guess that's my park tip. Um, check if your mobile phone provider allows you to use your f- phone data overseas. 
Um, like I said, I think T-Mobile has that option. I'm sure there's other ones in the U.S. that also offer that. Um, so yeah, if 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 um if um anyone knows, let us know. Um, and then if you can either get a, like a Wi-Fi device or a SIM card. Um, and SIM cards are for unlocked phones, so you can't use it if your phone's locked. Um, and then get ExpressVPN. That will definitely help. Um, oh, another thing with ExpressVPN, um, for one account, you can connect, I believe, up to three devices. So you can use the same account on three phones if you need it. Awesome. So, that, so that's a good way to save money as well. Mm-hmm. So if you have like three people with you and you'll have phones and you can all like use the same account with ExpressVPN. So uh, make sure you, you check that out. Um, oh, <laughs> I guess this goes into our listener question, too. How do you get around the Great Firewall of China? Because I had a lot of people ask me that. Uh, very difficult. <laughs> so, yeah, the VPN, what we were just talking about for the yeah. last five minutes. Yeah. VPN, that's probably the best way. Uh, the only way. The only way, no? It's yeah, the only way unless you have like I mentioned, you have your mobile phone provider allows you to use data overseas right. in China. Um because just the way it works, if your mobile phone provider is not a Chinese one, but you're in China, then you aren't affected by the Great Firewall. I don't know how they work that out, but that's just how it works. It's it's overly complicated, I know. It's kind of a pain. <laughs> But yeah, uh, VPN and stuff. Um, we can go into detail in this in a later episode as well. And I, I, I have stuff like on our Shanghai Disneyland planning guide. I explain that in more detail as well. It's always an adventure, isn't it? It is. It's, it's fun going new places and experiencing different things. And especially doing it through Disney is, is really fun, right? <laughs> it's comfortable and it's familiar, right? Yeah. For the most part, it's familiar. (laughs) For the most part, it is. (laughs) Sometimes. But yeah. So yeah, overall, I was very impressed with Shanghai. Not that I wasn't before, but I was even more impressed this time around. Um, Just with in terms of their service, like cast members. Of course, like we we all know, cast members make like make the park what it is, like magical. And I feel like the cast members at Shanghai Disneyland are moving very quickly in that direction to be, you know, the best that they can be, I believe, which is great. That's really good to hear. It really is. It it makes me happy. It really does. That hour went by very quickly. I know. Isn't that funny? Like when, like, I don't know, like Disney magic. You know. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Um, also, uh, keep an eye out on the on our Shanghai Disneyland planning guide. I'll be updating that hopefully very soon here uh, while I have everything fresh in my mind. Um, I took a lot of notes, a lot of things I need to update and things like that. Oh, um, I forgot to mention, I never did try the Premier Pass because we didn't need to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that is all done through the app now, um, which is super simple, and it works pretty much the same as the Fast Pass, except you you just have to pay for the Premier Access. Um, and really quick, the the Premier Access is basically a paid Fast Pass, is what it is. So if you want to, you know, skip the line entirely, and you know, just want to skip all the lines all day, you can do that if you really wanted to. It was fifty RBM uh, per attraction. 
which is like $7.50, which is actually not that bad. <laughs> I have a feel like I think the price went down. Did it? I don't know. Cause maybe I feel cause like it's that's off, really cheap. I think because it's off season. I think the price adjusts. To maybe the, that too. Yeah, it, it adjusts to the crowds. Yeah, because I feel like, like that's very cheap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you wouldn't need it in the off season. No. It was, yeah, the longest. I think uh, Soaring got up to 45 minutes first thing in the morning and then it dropped after that. Yeah. Like it wasn't very, it wasn't very high. <laughs> But yeah, maybe next time I go, if uh, if I notice the wait times are high, maybe I'll have to try it out. I don't know. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. And if you have any questions, suggestions for the show, or just want to chat, you can do so by sending us an email, contact at tdrexplore.com. And if you could do us a big favor, or a little favor, however you want to see it, um, send this episode to at least one person that you think would benefit from this episode. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, You can find all our planning guides for all the Disney parks in Asia at our website, tdrexplorer.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at tdrexplorer and also on Facebook, facebook.com slash tdrexplorer. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, chief content editor for tdrexplorer, and I am the one eating i'm gonna be eating the shrimp garlic popcorn right away here i want delicious i want to go i want to go like somewhere like expiari or something and i want to get like popcorn shrimp and put it in the pop in the garlic shrimp popcorn and eat it together <laughs> but i'm on a diet so i'm not gonna do that <sighs> but isn't that a good idea you know you want to do it and then get a beer at like the pier <laughs> That's a good idea. I like that. I know. Look at that. I think you need to do it. I can't. I can't. Maybe when I come back from my vacation. Okay. Fair enough. That'll that'll I'll, that'll be my New Year's resolution to to do that with the with the popcorn and the shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad resolution, but <laughs> I will try it. <laughs> um, you can find me on Dream Sweets Love on Instagram and Twitter. I actually have like a bunch of photos that I was going to put up from, um, we went to the Tokyo Comic Con, but I haven't gotten around oh. to that. Did you go? No, I didn't. It was really interesting. <laughs> we had a good time. We saw we saw from a distance uh, this guy that does Yandu in the Guardians movies, which is kind of cool. It's interesting that they have like an aura. Oh. <laughs> like a charisma aura. I don't know. The actors. So. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. Um, and uh, there's a lot of... It was more like a... Almost like a show... Like a... How do you say? Like um, You know, like those showcases that they do like for technology and or for cameras or for, you know, like those kind of things. It felt almost more like that than a convention convention, which was fine with me. I thought it was kind of interesting. So, yeah, if, if people want to see pictures like that, then they can go to your Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check that so, out. So, actually, uh, we should talk about next podcast, too. You can give a little lowdown on it. The next podcast? Yeah. We're going to... The speculation podcast? Yeah, you can do a little little bit there from the Tokyo Comic Con, because I'm sure people will find it very interesting. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can do that. I'm sure they'll do there it next go. year. Oh, my God. Stan Lee was there. I didn't get to see him. My husband saw him today. He went both days, but oh my god, I wish. Okay, so you guys, stay tuned next time to hear about all kinds of interesting new 
stuff going around the resort, connected to the resort and around the city and around the parks in Asia. All right. And we will see you next time. So keep exploring.